Hey, everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, we're going to be getting into personality types. You know how psychologists are always getting excited about those, and they want you to take those surveys. They say it's important for your family and for your job. Well, on today's show, we're diving into personality types, finding out how critical it is to know who you are so we can all get along on this crazy thing we call Earth. We're talking about that up next after the news. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Democrats in the House are unveiling gun control measures today that mirror proposals President Obama suggested. The plan includes assault weapon bans, increased background checks, and improvements to mental health care. Nominee to be the next director of the CIA, John Brennan, is facing quite a few challenges during his congressional hearing today. Tough questions are expected from senators about the U.S. drone strike policy, and there were multiple protester outbreaks during his opening testimony. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta also had to face the Senate today, testifying on the Benghazi attack last September 11th. Panetta says there was not enough time or information to deploy ground forces to stop the attack on the U.S. Embassy. President Obama says he is open to a, quote, big deal on the budget today to help clear up uncertainty about the deficit. The president says he will consider new spending cuts and tax reforms as long as new revenues are created. Thousands of people in Los Angeles have now joined a manhunt to find a former LAPD officer who is now suspected of killing an officer and injuring two more. The man reportedly issued a manifesto about his intentions to harm officers online. Schools in Boston are already closed for tomorrow in preparation of a massive winter storm that could blanket the city in up to two feet of snow. Current predictions show the storm could be one of the largest to ever hit the city. World news, Iran's highest authority slapped down an offer from Vice President Joe Biden today to have direct talks between the two nations about Iranian nuclear intentions. The offer was denied on the premise that more negotiations will not solve the issue. Tunisia's ruling Islamist party spoke out against a plan from their party chief and prime minister who yesterday dissolved the government in an attempt to quell rising violent protests in the streets. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your sickly coach, sitting here uh, with my great friends who were really sad that I wasn't here for three days. Was it? Has it been three days? You weren't. You weren't here Thursday, last Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Man, it's been four, Hawaii was great. Great, but I've had the cold. Have you heard of the cold? It's like the Facebook, but it's a cold. I heard it's pretty common, too. It's it's the common cold. And mine was different, okay, because I had the flu shot. So mine didn't attack. It attacked me where I'm weakest. Does anybody know where my weakness is? Well, I just was going to say I, the uh, flu shot just gives you the flu. No. Because I had the flu shot like three months this ago. This proves it again. Three months ago, I had the flu shot. And I've had many a chance to get the flu because I, I have some really sick friends. You, that, you, you have boys at your house. I have five boys, and they touch everything. 
Boys are disgusting. And they bring it home. But guess what? So I found out where my weakness is. Because of the shaking, shaking hands with people? No. I won't shake anyone's hand anymore. I do an elbow thing, and they don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I kind of like rub my elbow out there. <laughs> um, no, but here's what it is. Sinuses. That is my weakness. I don't – it could cough, whatever. Coughs can't stop me. Nothing can shut this voice down. That's what – Skyboy keeps saying. Believe me, we know. But here's the thing: it's the sinuses because I felt like I had a tow truck pull up and stick a chain through my sinus cavity and then drive away with them, and drove for ten miles until it realized it had hooked me up, and then I was in pain. That's how bad the pain was. I couldn't even open my right eye. I was like, I was like Popeye, and I started to talk like this. <laughs> Yar! It was so bad. So when was it? Tuesday. I call. Was it Tuesday, Rob, or Monday? I don't know. It's all a blur because I was so drunk. Monday morning. Hi, Rob. This is Matt. I don't think I'm going to make it into the show today. Yeah, that was actually my wife. But um, <laughs> and I don't know why you talk about her like that because that's rude. But it was it was so bad I could not open my eye. It was literally like this. Anyway, but you know what? I just fought through it, and I didn't take any drugs except for Nyquil or Dayquil. Which is also my best friend now. That's miracle worker. Total miracle worker. Lots so of vitamins. So if you are going through a Matt Townsend-like cold experience, yes, Matt has not only sympathy for you. Yes. Matt has strong empathy. I have for empathy you. for you. I now feel the pat, the pain and sickness that you feel. We are one. But it's good to be back with you guys because I've missed you. You know, and it was great that Rob reminded me of all of your names because that was even more helpful. No, I have missed you, really. Like, I've been thinking, what are they doing without me? Skyboy, what were you doing without me? I was running the show by myself. Really? Yep. The show that was just all aired and the, taped? So the you Matt just, Townsend You just show. pushed a button, you mean? Yeah, really. And then sat here. Yeah. What so you... I had to listen to, like, the same shows over and over again. Did you learn anything new? Um, no. Did You didn't? No. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, Matt. Jeez. Bryce, anything fun while I was gone? Um, in short, no. Um, what did you do while I was gone? Well, I could have worked, but unless I'm not, unless I'm not obligated to do that, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not going to. So you didn't just work just to work? No, I work with a purpose, and if I don't have a purpose... Well, so now you have a purpose. I'm just lazy. I'm sorry. Well, we're going to find out your personality type. Okay, good. This is good. It's good to be back. Guess what? News. Here's the news. Skyboy, you don't know this, but my daughter's engaged. Totally engaged. <laughs> we were trying to find an exciting... Yeah. What, what no one else saw was the, well, the frantic <laughs> four-second search for that well, button. A, a few of these would be very wrong. So, so say, again. say it again. Hey, so Skyboy, you may not know this, but my daughter is engaged. That doesn't work. No, but seriously, folks. Uh, my daughter got engaged, Skyboy. Ooh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Somebody, that's not good. Hey, guess what, Skyboy? My daughter got engaged. I have no idea. I just pushed the button. Wow. You guys, those are scary. So we had to find the right one. Well, so you got some organ music? Yeah. Well, some of those were a reference to uh, how much it's going to cost. Oh, that's true. Oh, I haven't thought of that. Oh, great. <laughs> I was all excited to tell you guys about it, and then I just decided, Matt, no. what's going to happen to your finances? Uh, they're going to tank. Holy cow. Wow. That seemed worse than I really <laughs> thought it would be. 
it kept going. She's engaged to the greatest guy on earth. Uh, and you know what's great about him is in about five months or so, uh, she's his problem. I mean, I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but she's she can he's got to pay. In the immortal words of my father after my sister got married, he said, well, she's off the payroll. <laughs> and then he danced all <laughs> the way dance? down the hall. Oh, they're great. And they're good people. And it was really cute. It was on Super Bowl Sunday. He asked her. And they, because their favorite show, they watched last year, they met on Super Bowl Sunday. And then their favorite movie that they both loved growing up was Sound of Music. What does that have to do with Super Bowl Sunday? Nothing. But it was, but <laughs> after Super Bowl, they hung out. And then they, he says, let's watch Sound of Music, like to commemorate our one year anniversary. She says, that's cute. He then got Sound of Music started, and then he says, you know what? i got to run upstairs and get something. And then he left and went to – um, and put on his little German officer jacket that the guys wear in the Sound of Music. <laughs> and then – He just had it on hand. No, yeah, I, I'm not sure how house. literal to take this. No, this so is far. literally what happened. I'm telling you how they got engaged. And then he got all dressed up in this little German outfit. And then he wrote her a letter that looked like a telegram that says, Will you be mine? Kind of weird, but no. But it was more like, please get in this. Uh, uh, anyway, but it was like written like a telegram. So every time there's a period, it would say stop instead of period. And um, he asked her to get dressed in this attire that my wife had picked out for her and to take go to the front of the house because they were at his house. And a chauffeur named Frank would take you to a gazebo. I can't remember what he called it, uh, which is in the middle of my town. And they went to this gazebo and he was and this car pulls up and he's standing there with the sound of music, Edelweiss playing. <laughs> and she gets out of the car and then she's like, what is going on? Except she knew. <laughs> and then she walked up and he dances with her in this thing and the fog was setting in. It was so – and all of the families were out watching and you could just see their silhouette. And then um, after this dance, he knelt and gave her a ring, asked her to marry him. And then we all ran in and screamed. <laughs> now, she didn't keep true to the movie and then run off to a convent and then get talked out of it by no, Mother Superior no. and then come back. She actually went to Disneyland. They're oh, wow. in Disneyland right now. Weird. Kind of like a convent but different. More... I want to go to Disneyland. You do? Yeah. Get engaged, dude. It's all, it takes. all it takes. It's all it takes. <laughs> Maybe I'll do and that. And you got to get a ring. Sorry to bring out the scary stuff. But anyway, so I've been kind of busy. A, I've lost sinuses. If, if any of you out there in listener land happen to see a tow truck pulling some sinuses around, those are mine. Can you flag them down and send them back to Salt Lake City? B, uh, daughter's getting married in May. So I need to take May 9th off, just so everybody knows. My birthday's May 8th, by the way. And I like red, if you're buying. And you're a doctor. And I'm a doctor. doctor. <laughs> uh, so that's that. And I'm back. Hey, I could go all day. Except I'm probably, I'm really getting sleepy right now. I don't know why. Uh, it might be my meds. Uh, let's do this. We, we, I haven't done this forever, so I can't remember how we do it. But we do this funny thing called the, uh, what are they called? Human headlines. Human headlines. Let's go there. Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show, Human Headlines. So, Human Headlines, where we like to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of the human race. 
Anybody got any good news for us? You've heard by now that the Monopoly iron is gone. I hadn't. It got voted off. They replaced it with a kitty cat. Why? I just think I figured irons were old-fashioned. They let people vote off survivor style, which uh, oh, how Monopoly are irons token. old-fashioned? Um, permanent press. Don't we still use irons? If, if I pull this shirt out of the dryer and put it on a hanger you right need away, iron, Rob. I don't need to iron it. That's called know. bachelor ironing, just so you know. Yeah. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah, I don't know. Just because you pull it out of like a dryer and then straighten you it with your hands. put it on hands. hot, it... Uh, Irons, so, so irons with out cat. with a cat. Have you ever ironed with a cat, by the way? Doesn't work. I've tried it. Cat, of all things, because there's already a dog, right? Well, that's, and that's kind of the big question. Is there's already a little bit of a war, paper, rock, scissors type war going between several of the pieces. Yeah. You have a cat, right. a dog, mm-hmm. and a race car. Well, see, the cars and dogs and cats never got along. No. Cats and dogs don't get along. Isn't there um, a candlestick in there? No, you're thinking of Clue. How about a rope? No. Hmm. That's a different game. That's Clue. That's Clue. So a cat. Wow. Boy, that just seems kind of like they didn't try very hard. Well, the beat, it was uh, voted by Monopoly fans. Oh, boy. I mean, that said, I'm a Monopoly fan. No, I didn't get to Did vote. You, you didn't vote? I didn't know how. It I would have voted. Facebook, wasn't it? Was no, it? I'm not going to add Monopoly as a, a friend on Facebook. On I think they needed something more modern. Well, the other options were a robot, diamond ring, helicopter, mm. and guitar. Helicopter was an option. That was perfect. Helicopter I would have picked cool. that one. Well, but I think they need just like a computer. No, because it would look dated right away. Imagine in 1995 they'd added a computer and you had the little CRT square <laughs> monitor and the tower. Yeah. How, you know, now that would, that that would, would look. Work. Well, a guitar Skyboy would have loved that. Hmm. Well, okay. I guess that's good news, I guess. I mean, we could dig deeper. Anybody else got news? So, Matt, you have wedding planning coming up. Yes. I'm sorry. No, it's great. It's good stuff. It's great? It's really great. Lots of money going down the drain. <laughs> Lots. Well, there's sort of this weird trend that's going on. Um, apparently, there's wedding uninvites happening a lot now. Really? Which I don't really, I, don't, I guess, I haven't planned a wedding. I don't really plan on planning a wedding. Well, no, but yeah, your your fiance will. Uh, yeah, um, she'll really if, want that. if I ever find one. And so, or unless I just get hitched, just just run off. Nah, I want to be. I want to have a big party. You want? Mm-hmm. I want to have a big party. That sounds like fun. In fact, I think I've even found your wife. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think you have. Oh, I have. Okay. You well, just don't know it yet. <laughs> but if I don't know it, then it doesn't. Hey, anyway, you'll be the last to know. I'll be the. Oh, that's not helpful. It'll be like those weddings where they like unveil. It'll be an arranged marriage. Actually, you know what? Just a little bit of deviation from this. Um, Those arranged weddings, less divorces than... Totally. Happier, too. Wow. So, yeah. Not dramatically. 60% of the world has arranged marriages. And they do better than our Western European, you know, I'm going to pick out this person marriage. If I picked all of your partners, I bet I might do a better job than any of you would. And statistically, Matt's right. Mm -hmm. That's math. I am a highly trained professional. And a doctor. And a doctor. And a doctor. <laughs> but, okay, there's, there's this issue that's happening now with, with weddings. They're sending uninvites, mostly because of space. But normally... Like they ha- why? I mean, well, you're not invited till you're invited, right? I, right. And I guess maybe it's just they're just sending out invites to everyone. But they only have like 12 spaces. Oh. And so... So then they got to back it down. I guess they got to back it down. Anyway, there's a startling trend of wedding uninvites. What does that sound like? 
hey, you're we're getting married, and sounds like you're finding out who your friends are. Yeah, that's what I think. You it didn't is. make the first cut, but a part of it's probably because everybody now knows everything about you. Because if you're getting married, it's all on every form of so- social media. Right? If everyone hasn't been annoyed by it enough to. Uh, yeah. Unfriend or unfollow you by the time you do get married. Yeah. Which, if you can do that, it's a big deal. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. I'm already seeing it because who do we? We're trying to figure out who we don't. Who do you not invite? Who do you invite? Who do you not invite? And I hate to bring up the elephant in the room, but uh, who of us in here is not getting? Oh well, no, invite? none of you are coming. Sorry. Did you guys think you were coming to my daughter's wedding? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Sorry. These. It's it's expensive. But I'll take pictures and then I'll send them to you. On our uninvite. Because uh-huh. pictures are like the same oh, yeah. as... I can't oh, yeah. wait for oh. those pictures. I'm you know what? So, <laughs> so fun. So fun. I wish you could come, but yeah, sorry. Mm. If you guys were married, I'd let you come and everything, but you're not. Was that a guilt trip? Yeah. Okay, well. I'm doing whatever I can to get you married. <laughs> or I have to arrange them by fall. Don't make me arrange your marriage by fall. You won't like what I'm doing. Okay. Jess has got something. I know you do. I know. I'm this excited is, about it. This is uh, this is like your perfect dream story. Oh yeah, you know, boy this meets girl me of minute, starts yeah, off okay. good. What is it? Yep, boy meets girl online. The day they meet, she gets his name tattooed on her face. So uh, I don't know where that went wrong, but he's a tattoo artist, <laughs> and <laughs> I think it went wrong at the tattooing on faces part. Yeah, I think that. Hey, was mental that it? note. Once they're tattooing your face, you cross the line. <laughs> but she's, it's it works for them, I guess. Sure. What um, kind of personality type lets you do that? Right. I think she the also, type is psychotype. Yeah. She also said, "I want him to tattoo every inch of my body." So. <sighs> and all he's thinking is, "Do you know how much work that is? <laughs> now I've got to tattoo up your whole body. Oh my word." So, Isn't that weird? Love you know, knows no limits. <laughs> see, and you guys were laughing at my kids' engagement, dressing up like a German from whatever. So, Matt, what you're saying is it could be worse. Oh, is yeah. Is that what you're saying? It could have been my wife. My wife. My daughter could have come home with her fiance's face, all t- or his name tatted up on her face. That wouldn't have been good. To someone she just met that day. <laughs> so. Okay. You know what? We got to get into this. Personality types. What are you? What would allow you to do that? You know, let's do that. That's a great idea. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Does it matter? Do you even know? Do you even care? Do you think you know what your partner is? How about your kids? What are their personality types? We're going to be coming back talking to an expert about personality types. Uh, Tony Falakowski is going to be joining us. He's going to give us some insight. Plus, what is your financial type of how you spend your money. Are you a saver? We're going to get into that as well when we come back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A 27-year-long race through the human bloodstream may be approaching a big finish for the prize of a host of cures. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Dan Carter started exploring processes of protein crystal growth in space at NASA Marshall Space Flight Center in 1985. 
Over the years, his NASA research led to key discoveries on the structure of a major protein found in human blood plasma called albumin. Carter licensed the research from NASA and formed his own company to develop that knowledge into improved chemotherapy drugs. You see, human serum albumin helps transport substances through your blood, but it's also known to absorb portions of drug treatments and make them less effective. By understanding details of the albumin crystals, researchers can tailor drug molecules to be safer and more effective as they interact with albumin. Carter's company, New Century Pharmaceuticals, developed an extensive research database called KDEX that helps scientists worldwide in shaping molecules to fix diseases in more than two dozen categories, including cancers and autoimmune disorders. Albumin is also a component of healthy young skin. And as a side project to their goal of stamping out major diseases, Carter's company is also using their knowledge to engineer a cosmetic wrinkle treatment that restores albumin. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. You might tune in to Traveling with Eric Dowdle for the tips, the trivia, or for the picturesque descriptions. But personally, my favorite part has to be the stories. I was in the water no longer than, I don't know, 20 seconds and surrounded by turtles. Face to face with this turtle, and if he reaches out and takes a snap of me, I'm disfigured for turtle a long bait. time. Yeah. I've never heard anybody horrified by turtles before, right? <laughs> well, go ahead and kiss a turtle and see how that works. I mean, this thing was huge. Join us for Traveling with Eric Dowdle weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern here on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about types, personality types, money types, you name it. Uh, is it important to know what your types are, your personality types, uh, your personality traits? Is this a big deal for you? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Have you ever thought of that? How do you approach life? Do you approach? Do you need to have a hands-on approach to things or are you kind of hands-off? Are you open-minded or closed-minded? That's what we're talking about on the show today. We're going to be bringing on an expert after the bottom of the hour here, and um, we're going to try to figure out what is the, you know, what, why it's such a big deal. Apparently, you need to know what type of person you are. But before that, Robbie, our great producer here, um, like has found some information about money types. Yeah, who you are affects the way you handle money, affects the way you handle money in a relationship. See, my daughter needs to know this because she is probably of the type that spends a lot of money. So she would might not be a good match with somebody who who saves a lot saves of money. It. Well, but, but she's probably a better match with somebody that saves money. Two people that spend a lot of money would be totally, you know, messed up. Well, they up. just they just keep refinancing and going through multiple bankruptcies. It's fine, but at yeah. least they're on the same page. The problem is if you're not on the same page, you have some problems. Or if you just can't even understand mm. why the mm. person's thinking they are. Great okay. article, Forbes magazine looked into four different types because of there's more than just types. being a saver and a spender. It's right. why. So the first one is the protector, mm. somebody who, by their very nature, is always trying to think ahead, and make sure that their future is taken care of. So they buy the same brands and they make sure they're not really trying to venture because one of these days that money is going to get spent and I don't want to go broke and end up in the poorhouse. Right. The problem with the protector is that. They can't handle unanticipated change. Yeah. They have a hard time if they have a spouse or a significant other who wants to spend a lot of money. Well, and you can't always protect everything, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to go to work. Some protectors don't feel confident until they have six months of savings in the bank. Mm. 
That's sometimes it's just impossible sometimes to get saved. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so protectors they like to kind of hoard and keep their goods. Well, how much of the country is a protector? You think? I would say twenty percent. Thirty-eight. I would say they're the rich people. It's almost forty percent of the country. Yes, is hoarding money because they're worried that it's the they're holding us the rest of us down tomorrow. Second type planner. They're the ones that have long-term investment goals. They're a lot like the protector. The difference is they're saving up for a reason. They actually – they're not just here to save. They actually have a purpose for their saving. And they want to grow it at a certain rate. They want to save it because they're buying a vehicle or a vacation home. You're a total. That is me. Yeah. Savings for a purpose. You are – every time you're always talking about how you're going to almost pay your car off, you're doing all these things. You've got a plan. A couple of the problems, though, that they have is, one, they have a hard time seeing the trees from the forest. Mm -hmm. They're so busy focused a mile down the road that an opportunity to do something neat right now, well, that that wasn't in the plan, so I'm not even going to consider it. Yeah. And that can create some problems. Interesting. Only 12% of the country is a planner. Okay. Pleasers. Pleasers are the ones that want to give their money away and make other people happy. Exactly. I don't have enough of those around It's not just that they want to spend the money. Well, I know. Otherwise, we bring you treats and stuff. Yeah, Skyboy. It's that they want to spend the money as an expression of their identity. Oh, interesting. So it's a way of showing love to other people. Mm-hmm. The problem is sometimes they get around people who take advantage of that generosity. Yes, users. Moms who have kids who are more than happy to take advantage of their generosity. Yes. Interesting. And the last is the player. The player. That's Skyboy. <laughs> The player is somebody who has multiple girlfriends at the same time. No. The player is somebody who... (laughs) Oh, come on. uh, does not think long-term at all. They live in the moment. That's Skyboy. They are impulsive. (laughs) They're sometimes overly optimistic about the risks. Do they live off their parents? Uh, Sometimes. Because they're the type that are most likely (laughs) to get into financial trouble because they're not thinking ahead. So is a player less than, say, a planner. No, they're all messed up. Well, I wouldn't, you want to spin it on a more optimistic note. A planner is so locked into his plan that he's unwilling to take a risk. Right. So if an opportunity came for me to quit my job and start a company, I don't know if I'd do it. Too, too risky. It's too risky. It doesn't fit with the plan, mm. and what I'm doing now fits the plan. A player says, yeah, sure, sure let's quit, we'll, we'll start a And most entrepreneurs <laughs> actually fit in the player category. I'm a player. I'm a player. You're a total I'm player. I'm a player. <laughs> You're a player. You buy things impulsively and uh-huh. live in the moment. I totally live in the moment, and then I take it back. Well, I was on a vacation, uh, well, last week. I um, bought all this stuff. And then they rang it up, and it was expensive, like more expensive than I thought. And I'm like, I can't justify this much. Like trip expensive. to Costco expensive? No, no. Okay. No. It was. I was just buying stuff, but I was buying it on a discount, and but it was supposed to be a really good discount. And then one of the things was like, well, it was a shirt it was forty five dollars, but the shirt was supposed to be twenty dollars. So anyway. I didn't. I didn't think about it until I got to my car, and I'm like, "Well, that's just wrong." So I went in and took it all back, except nice. for my Utah Jazz shorts. Wow, good for you! Hey, I'm going to a jazz game tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. See, you're a player. Yep. <laughs> you can't even afford it, and you're going. Who's paying for it? <clears throat> I am. With what money? The money that I get sitting here board hopping your show. They pay you? They pay me to do this. Are you kidding? No. I'm being when did serious. we start paying you? 
Um, just last week, actually. Okay, good. Yeah. And I was gone. <laughs> You're good. You deserve it. So those are just different money types, but it's a big deal. I would need to know if my wife's uh, a player, well, a planner, or if she's a what was the very first one? I just uh, set uh, it down. A what? A protector, a protector because I'm a protector. She's a protector. My <laughs> wife's a total protector, and I'm a player, and it drives her crazy. And if I like buy a beverage, she's like, "What? <laughs> you don't need a beverage." Pleaser, planner, protector, player. Uh, see, it's good to know. These things are very good to know. Well, we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to we're going to get in depth, not into the money types. Instead, we're going to get into personality types. We're going to be talking to uh, psychology and philosophy professor Tony Falakowski from Toronto, and he's going to teach us some tools to kind of cut through some of the personality types to figure out what type of person you are and how best to understand uh, those traits and those types. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. There's a new way to listen to BYU Radio with our free iOS app. Download BYU Radio's app on your iPhone or iPad for live streaming and program schedules. It's the newest way to tune in for your favorite broadcast. Just search BYU Radio in the App Store, download, and enjoy. BYU Radio. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. House Democrats unveiled a measure today which could make the president's proposed gun control measures a reality. The plan includes assault weapon bans, increased background checks, and improvements to mental health care. Nominee to be the next CIA director John Brennan told a Senate confirmation panel today drone strikes are only used as a last resort to save lives and when there is no other choice. Brennan also told the panel he personally objected to the use of waterboarding and expressed his concern about it to his colleagues. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta also had to face the Senate today, testifying on the Benghazi attack last September. Panetta says there was not enough time or information to deploy ground forces to stop the attack on the U.S. Embassy. President Obama said he is open to a, quote, big deal on the budget today to help clear up uncertainty about the deficit. The president says he will consider new spending cuts and tax reforms as long as new revenues are also created. Thousands of people in Los Angeles have now joined a manhunt to find a former LAPD officer who opened fire on three of his former co-workers, killing one. The man issued a manifesto of his intentions online and is considered armed and extremely dangerous. Schools in Boston and in many other parts of Massachusetts are already closed for tomorrow in preparation of a massive winter storm that could blanket the city in up to two and possibly even three feet of snow. In world news, Iran's highest authority slapped down an offer from Vice President Joe Biden today to have direct talks between the two nations about Iranian nuclear intentions. The offer was denied on the premise that more negotiations will not solve the issue. Tunisia's ruling Islamist party spoke out against a plan from their party chief and prime minister who yesterday dissolved the government in an attempt to quell rising violent protests in the streets. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about personality types. And uh, you may have uh, heard of a personality test that somebody's asked you to take, maybe at work. Maybe your spouse got it out of a glamour magazine or something and has been wanting you to figure out what kind of type of personality you are. Now, there's some really interesting science behind it, and we've asked Dr. Tony Falakowski to join us. Dr. Tony Falakowski is a professor at Sheridan College and York University up in Canada, Toronto, Canada area. He teaches psychology and philosophy. He also has a background in human relations and is the author of the book, Higher Reality Therapy, Nine Pathways to Inner Peace. And we've asked Dr. Tony to join us. Uh, Dr. Tony, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thanks for having me on the program, Matt. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to be with you today. You bet. It's an honor to have you. And this, uh, the personality tests, it's a big deal because it seems like we all try to just peg each other in some kind of, I guess, category, you know, and I think that's just probably human nature. But uh, do these, I mean, maybe explain to us what a personality type is. And, um, and, and I mean, is, are these fairly legitimate? Can you categorize humans that way? Well, you know, Matt, uh, since uh, the times of Plato, uh, thinkers uh, throughout the centuries have, uh, you know, tried to make sense of personality. And, in fact, uh, Plato was probably the first, one of the first personality theorists. And uh, over the centuries, you know, there have been all sorts of efforts. Uh, you know, uh, Sigmund Freud had his right. uh, personality typology. Carl Jung had his uh, there are sort of uh, Myers, uh, Myers and Briggs. Yeah, that's a popular uh, one now, isn't it? That, that's a popular one, certainly. Uh, there have been all kinds of typologies, uh, so-called. Uh, I have a particular interest in, in, a, in a very uh, more recent one. It, well, it's both more recent and it's ancient. It's something called Enneagram psychology. So it's an Enneagram typology of personality. It has ancient roots. Uh, it has... Uh, some mystical elements. It has uh, some psychoanalysis in it, huh. and it has, uh, in fact, uh, it incorporates uh, certain insights uh, and ideas from, uh, you know, from modern psychiatry. And uh, so there are correlations between types and kinds of dysfunctions that people develop. And uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, these typologies would would exist if there wasn't at least uh, some face validity. And I know in the case of the Enneagram, uh, uh, some preliminary research seems to indicate that, uh, that it, uh, it, it correlates well with the Myers-Briggs type indicator, okay. which is based on Jungian psychology. And it also correlates with uh, the Big Five and, and uh, you know, other, other personality theories. And in fact, uh, Karen Horney is someone who talks a little bit about personality. Her insights are incorporated into it. Uh, this, is, uh, this is an incredible... Uh, psychology, typology, probably the, the most, oh, I don't know, uh, the most valid and insightful that I think I've ever studied, and I've been studying uh, quite a few typologies for quite a few years. Well, it seems like, I mean, what I, what I love about, you know, the Myers and Briggs and these is that it does give you kind of a really quick view of uh, who you might be, kind of some of your traits, and your, who your partner might be, and, and it seems like to not at least buy into some of it and to to try to learn more about these these traits, you might be leaving yourself in a, in a fairly um, blind, large blind spot. 
Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, uh, you know, we have a tendency to want to maybe uh, sort of identify and, you know, perhaps possibly put people in boxes and, you know, and when maybe we're a little afraid to do that. Uh, but the reality is we, all of us, are already in a personality yeah, right. box. And uh, what we need to do is to identify those tendencies which, uh, which define our personality, not necessarily uh, to get rid of them all, but just to know what they are and uh, to exploit them in positive ways and, and also to recognize, you know, what, what our weaknesses and liabilities are as a product of our, our personality type. So really knowing your type uh, really delving into it uh, is is a matter of liberation. You're getting out of the box by recognizing that you're in the box. Yeah, or yeah, or at least recognizing that there is a box. I mean, that's, you, that's right, you're yeah. so in it, you can't even see the box, can you? Exactly right. Does it uh, now help me with this? Because um, I know there's also there's there's I guess difference between traits and types and. Um, is a personality trait something that, that is actually correctable or adjustable, or is it something that you just may as well get used to? Well, you know, different, different theorists say different things. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure exactly how you're using the, the word trait yourself or what you would mean by it, but let's say that one of your traits, if we just use the term loosely, is yeah. that uh, uh, you know, you're, you're somewhat aggressive or or let's say you have a temperamental disposition of a, a particular sort, um, you could be introverted, you could be extroverted, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you could be someone who, uh, you know, you're an emotional kind of person, so, uh, you know, you might be an emotional type, or, right. or maybe you're someone who, uh, who appears to others as, as distant, you might be a thinking type, or, you know, there's still a, a, you know, some traits, some people are kind of body-based, instinctive, Types and it's not really they're not really emotional and it's not that they don't have feelings uh, but their their go-to position their default position is to to trust their guts now can you ever get rid of that according to at least enneagram psychology the idea is that uh, early in your childhood you begin to form uh, your ego identity your personality mm-hmm. essentially and uh, you can broaden and expand uh, your personality and you know once you know all the types you can see all the you know, all the virtues and all the benefits of all the other types, and you can access those things. Uh, but there's kind of a home base, and the home base is your personality. So okay. if, you were, if you were, let's say, uh, genetically predisposed to be an introvert, and you so developed that kind of uh, personality disposition, uh, it's not that you can't extrovert. Yeah, uh, for example, I'm an introvert, and right now I'm speaking yeah, to you and on the radio. How many people on the radio? That's right. Well, and I actually uh, feel so, like I'm an introvert, but I'm socially nobody believes that. But I, I, I really, truly do feel more re-energized and enjoying more when I'm alone. Um, well, see, well, but I'm socially okay. In, I can go do it. Yeah, you're my case in point. So uh, you are an introvert who is very, uh, uh, very adept at extroverting, yeah. and uh, in your role, you know, an excellent extroverter, so to speak. But given uh, given the choice or option, uh, you probably spend a fair amount of time alone. And in yeah. fact, for you, being alone is not a matter of being lonely; it's a matter of recharging your battery. No, I love it. It's preferable to me. Yeah, it's feeling very comfortable. Like there. I have a forty-minute drive to get here to do this show, and everyone else is like, "Oh, that's got to be miserable." And I'm like, "What? It's great." Yeah. I'm all by myself. <laughs> Nobody can reach me unless I want them to. It's great. That's, that's right, and uh, you know you can uh, you know listen to listen to the radio or do whatever you do in the car, and it, it's that it's that time of privacy. And, yeah. 
and if you're an introvert, you, you certainly value that privacy. So I guess to go back to your question, is there going to be a time where you won't value your privacy, or yeah, probably uh, not. should there be the occasion that you shouldn't value your privacy? Uh-huh, right. Say, no, no, you should value yeah. it, and I don't think that's ever going to change. Now, you might have to accommodate to social demands and family demands and, and all the rest of it, but being a private person, enjoying your time alone, I think that's with you for life. I, I You know what? I, I, I think you're right on, and it's interesting because my son's – as a family, it's kind of a weird book to be reading. We've uh, been reading the book Quiet. Uh-huh. Have you read that? No, I haven't. So Quiet's a book about basically introversion and extroversion. And mm-hmm. it's it's just simply gets into what, exactly what you're talking about, that some people just are introverted and some are extroverted. And But I have some kids that um, – I have one daughter that's getting married, by the way. We've been talking about her on the show that is incredibly extroverted and very socially adept. And then I have some other kids that are really – they're very much introverted and would rather be – home and not so in the public eye. And but it's interesting that they they you start getting this weird sense of who you are. If you're raised as an introvert but you're raised around extroverts, you must start feeling pressure. You must oh, start yeah. feeling yeah. like you're the weird one. Well, you know, I think I think there's no doubt uh, that uh in you know, North American society generally uh, anybody who might be described as a go-getter, you know, yeah. kind of a, an extroverted, aggressive type individual, somebody who likes people, uh, likes networking, likes being out there, likes being uh, seen, likes to be seen, and so on. Uh, socially speaking, they they actually have very much of an advantage. Yeah. And what what often happens, unfortunately, is that the quiet introvert, uh, that person may be equally talented, equally able, and so on, but they're not out there banging their own drum. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if 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 schmoozing is part of the deal of success, and you're an introvert, and you don't particularly like schmoozing. Well, I guess you have a decision to make. Well, right. Uh, and, either, and, you know, play the game and schmooze. Uh, and then, you know, suffer the, the consequences psychologically of that or not play the game. Right. You know, there are other consequences. Well, which is why I guess you're saying that there's a real liability if you don't know yourself. I mean, cause oh, you, no, you, absolutely. Because if, if you are introverted and, and, and you don't understand the psychodynamic behind introversion, uh, you could, uh, you know, develop lower self-esteem, you know, a, a negative self-concept. Yeah. You might begin to wonder what's wrong with me. Am I really, a, you know, a, an antisocial loser? Right, uh, and it's it's not about that whatsoever. Um, you know, a, a lot of great people, intelligent people, sensitive people, wonderful people, are introverts, and there's nothing wrong with them when they want to be alone in the woods. In fact, it's a strength, really, and and you just have to. I mean, I, I imagine the poor introvert that has all of his friends that are extroverts, and he thinks that he needs to go be a salesman because they all are. And then I'm thinking he's going to spend the rest of his life tortured by the fact that he hates having to go schmooze. Yeah, and you know, and, and sort of in, in a general way, uh, here's an advantage of knowing uh, your personality type. If you know it in depth, and you really know who you are, and you know how, what makes you tick, and so on, I, I think it's very much to your advantage to try to find uh, an occupation, some vocation that that matches your type, where. Uh, you know, you can uh, you can flourish. In my own case, I'm, I'm what's called a thinking type, according mm-hmm. to Instagram psychology. And uh, thinking types are sort of uh, introverted and withdrawn and thoughtful, and they like systems and all that. And so here I am talking about systems. Yeah. I do this for a living. Uh, I love know, I, it. I can write books in isolation in my den. So I, I can exploit my introversion yeah. and, and my kind of 
thoughtful, withdrawn nature, uh, and I, I can use it to my advantage. And still go teach a class it. tomorrow, you know, and still go be in front of 100 students and teach it. Yeah, and it's amazing. I think of somebody like Michael Jackson. When he was, you know, on stage, he was like a crazy man on yeah. stage. You know, he was a wonderfully, you know, flamboyant and talented. And yet when he was not on stage, he seemed so quiet and right. withdrawn. And, uh, uh, and there you go. And I think that there are many of us like that, the introverts, that is, who once in front of a class or on the stage or wherever it is or on the radio, suddenly we come alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we come alive for some period of time, and then it, it's time to go away. <laughs> I love it. No, I think I think this is such an important discussion. And um, let's take a break. And when we come back, I'd love you, Tony, to get into a lot of the. I mean, we just we just talked about introversion, extroversion, but there's a lot of other personality types. I'd love you to kind of start getting into some of that. Uh, you know, maybe help us work through some of the fears of some of these things, understanding it better. If you would love uh, to ask a question to Dr. Tony Falakowski about personality traits or types, give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, and we'll, uh, we'll ask the question. We'll have you get on the air and ask the question to Dr. Tony himself. Trying to figure out our personality types. How do we get the most out of who we are by understanding our personality types. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A new recipe for thermoelectric materials is hot stuff for making power from heat that's normally wasted and much more. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Materials that can change electricity into heat and vice versa are called thermoelectrics. If your car has heated seats, you may be sitting on some thermoelectrics right now. A lot of research has been going into perfecting the heat into power side of how thermoelectrics work, and a new approach by scientists at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute holds the key to a massive jump in efficiency for this material. What RPI has done is to cook up a new recipe for making these substances from scratch. Instead of just crushing existing crystals, they grew their own. By combining the raw elements with a sulfur base, RPI's formula creates a nanoscale material with many more potentially loose electrons in it. Excite the material with heat, and these electrons flow. About 25% more than ever before. This new material may convert waste heat from your car exhaust into power for the radio, or end up in pocket-sized portable refrigerators or computer chip air conditioners. Heating or cooling jobs now done by machines may soon go solid state. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. What song changed my life? There are a lot of songs that have changed my life. It's a totally brutal question to try and answer. Every musician has that one song that changed their life. Join Tony Award winner Leia Salonga, American Idol finalist Brooke White, and more of your favorite artists as they explore their lives before and after they heard that one song that changed everything. Watch The Song That Changed My Life, Monday nights at 7.30 on BYU-TV. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are talking about personality types. 
And uh, do you have an idea of what your personality type is? We, we've just been throwing around a little bit extroversion versus introvert. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Um, but we're talking with Dr. Tony Falakowski. Dr. Tony uh, works at Sheridan College, uh, teaches there full-time, also teaches as an adjunct faculty member at York University in Toronto. He is a psychologist and philosopher. He's also the author of the book, Higher Reality Therapy, Nine Pathways to Inner Peace. I think more importantly, he's married, three children, one daughter just got accepted to grad school, and a son is professor and teaches philosophy at the same college he teaches at. Dr. Tony, so it's you're you're handing down these traits to your family. Well, well, I don't I don't know. I, I hope I've handed down something positive to them. <laughs> Apparently, so they, they they're really influenced enough to go get all those degrees in it. Well, I, I must say it certainly is uh, gratifying as a father to uh, to witness the success of all my children, and uh, they're all. It's interesting, you know, that they're all unique and yeah. very different, and they all have very different personality types. Yet coming from sort of the same genetic roots. Isn't that interesting? Family. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's That's a, what it's I'm a seeing in my watch. children. That it's it's not like they're just like you. Even even if they might look like you, they might bring a whole different set of uh, of traits to the game, huh? Tell me, fill me in then, um, what are, okay, give us some more of the personality traits or types. Okay, now first of all, I guess I should preface this by saying, you know, it's very difficult to give kind of a detailed uh, right. description of all the types, but in my book, Higher Reality Therapy, I, I talk about nine basic personality types. It would take too long to go through each one of the nine, so I'm going to divide them up into okay. three groupings, to three triads. And, and, you know, uh, the listeners can kind of uh, type themselves. Uh, here, here's the first kind of triad. Uh, you know, you can ask yourself, are you a, a, a feeling-type person? Uh, when you have to make decisions, do you trust your heart over your head? You know, uh, is, is that your first go-to? Or hmm. uh, are you a thinking-type individual where you don't trust your feelings? You know, you think your feelings have gotten you in Yeah, you need logic. Yeah, or, you know, is it the case that it's really neither feeling nor... Uh, yeah, n- nor thinking, but really you kind of have a gut instinct, you know, just huh. kind of, a, you know, your gut's telling you what to do. So, you know, as you're trying to place yourself here, are you a gut-based or a body-based type? Are you a feeling type or a thinking type? So those are okay. uh, three categorizations. Now, if you're a, a feeling type, uh, you're probably, uh, you have concerns with image. Uh, so, uh, you know, if I, all of these types that I'm talking about, they actually have numbers, and one number's not better than another right. number, you know, and so it's on. It's just but, a type. Yeah, the type. So th- there's a type two, so to speak. And this is kind of a helper type, an image type, a feeling type. And it's important for this kind of individual, and they define themselves by how helpful they are to others. Huh. And so uh, sort of in their, uh, sort of in their vision, in their visual field, always who needs help and how can i help uh, so that's a that's a two type and 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 they develop uh you know a sense of positive self-esteem by virtue of their helpfulness now the three uh oh by the way i should say that uh you know in this triad the two three and four that's the the feeling triad uh it said that uh, the two kind of overdoes it expresses feeling outwardly uh, the four uh, kind of under-expresses it. This would be the introverted kind of existentialist, if you will. So it's still a feeler, but they're, do- they're just more, they feel, they're, they're more introverted. They're internalizing their feelings. Okay. You know, rather than, uh, ra- and the feelings can be intense, but they're, they're, uh, they're not expressed externally, but internalized. 
So you have, you know, uh, one person of that type kind of really expressing it outwardly, another one internalizing it, and then the three in this triad um, is it's it, it said that they have, you know, the, the greatest issues with feelings. That this is a doer. You know, when we're talking about the extroverted mm-hmm. person who's uh, successful, uh, climbing the ladder, out there networking. They're kind of they're so busy doing and getting involved and being successful and you know developing a successful image and so on. They're not really paying attention to emotion, but that makes them an emotional type because they ought to be. Oh, because uh, okay, because they're the opposite end of it. Yeah, so they have the the greatest issues with that. But anyway, so we have this one triad uh, where you have these uh, feeling uh, types. Uh, they're very concerned with image of four, you know, is either going to be a bohemian or a goth or a hippie or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever it is. It's going to be very important to develop that sort of image. Uh, the two, the image of the helper, and the three, a successful image. So you okay. can ask yourself, are you an image-based feeling type? Now, if we move over to the next triad, uh, you have so-called thinking types. And these are the fives, sixes, and sevens. And, um, you know, you... Uh, thinkers can sort of direct their thinking outwardly. So if you're a if you're a seven type, uh, you know you're planning for tomorrow and planning for next year, and you're thinking and planning and, and you know considering options and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the focus is external again. If you are a five, there's a lot of thinking, but there's probably a lot of theorizing and sort of a, a lot of internal contemplation. I happen to be a five. Uh, so if you like systems and analysis and logic and all that, uh, the chances are you're five. Now, a six is a thinker as well, but uh, a six in that triad has, you know, some difficulties with thinking. Now, the reason there are difficulties is, well, the fives, sixes, and sevens, they're not so much concerned with image, but they have issues with fear. Um, and uh, fives are kind of afraid of the external world, so they, they tend to live their lives in books and behind closed doors. Okay. Um, yeah. They get in their head. So they get, yeah. out, of, they get out of reality and kind of they, they occupy um, just their head. Yeah. They get real heady a, about stuff. That's right. And that's a safe place to be, you see. Yeah. Now, the seven, by contrast, is afraid of that inner world, and so it's busy, uh, you know, sort of, planning options and being busy out in the external world, being yeah. a renaissance person and so on. So that they have fear issues too, but it's the inner world that's fearful, not the outer world. Probably that bumper sticker that reads, no fear, I don't know what you Yeah, yeah, I've that. seen that, yeah. That's probably produced by a seven type. Okay. And then, now, a six is a fear-based type, and, and uh, you know, again, the, the, there are three of the types, uh, you know, in this collection of nine that have sort of the greatest issues. And so if you're a six, you are afraid both of the outer world and the inner world, and so uh, matters of security uh, take on a, a great importance. And actually, for five, sixes, and sevens, their issues, if you will, uh, revolve around anxiety and insecurity. Oh, interesting. Whereas for that first grouping that I gave you, the image types, the yeah. feeling types, it was identity, uh, sort of matters of identity, who am I, and kind of hostility uh, surrounding that. So uh, that's how you could divide those up. Now, the last grouping of three... These are the body-based types, and uh, uh, there would be the eight, nine, and one. Uh, and these body-based are kind of, they belong to the instinctive triad, and, and what they have issues with uh, are matters of uh, autonomy. These are the people who have uh, difficulty uh, with boundaries and relationships. Mm. So, uh, it, you know, if you're an, an aggressive kind of eight type, uh, you're drawing the line. You're the kind of person who would say, you know, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, kind of uh, in you know, your I, face. Yeah, it could be in your yeah. face. And 
and, and so, you know, kind of a, a, a tough, uh, aggressive uh, person who really, you know, I suspect that most of the self-employed people in the world are probably AIDS. I'm only guessing. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you don't want a boss, and you don't want to be told what to do and how to do it. And, and if that's kind of your predisposition, uh, chances are uh, you might be an eight. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so those are external boundaries. Uh, you know, don't cross this line or else. Now, we have internal boundaries. There, the, the people who are so-called ones on this Enneagram system, uh, they have a lot of boundaries, too, and their boundaries are internal, and they come from the superego. And there's a lot of thou shalt and thou shalt nots, and uh, and uh, there's a lot of standards and ideals and expectations. And uh, I, I think whoever wrote the last line of uh, the Pink Floyd song, "The Wall," must have been a one. How really? can you have? How can you eat your pudding if you haven't eaten your meat? If you remember that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. voice, that screaming judgmental voice. Yeah. This is what a one often hears internally. Oh, interesting. Uh, and they live that way. Uh, now, the nine is kind of like an Emerson and Thoreau, mm-hmm. uh, where these are, are people who are just uh, they're withdrawn types. They're in the woods. They, they, they have boundary issues, both internal and external. So they're either melting into the woods and into nature, or they're melting into other people's agendas. Okay. Uh, and so autonomy, boundary issues, aggression issues, uh, that's, uh, those kinds of things preoccupy this third triad. So we just went around the circle here. So we've got body-based, uh, uh, we've got thinkers, and we're, we have... Fear-based. Yep, fear-based. And feelers. And the body-based uh, have issues with boundaries, if you will. Then the yeah. thinking types are fear-based. Fear-based. And then the feeling types are kind of image identity-based. That's right. Exactly. And, and, and so somewhere in between all of these three types, we all tend to fall. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, there, there are variations. Uh, you know, you can be typed as a one, two, or three, and then, and then there are sort of nuances among those. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be appropriate now to get into all of those nuances. Uh, there are different colorations. Let's say I could be someone who's very ambitious uh, as a three, and I could be very bohemian uh, in my in my des- in my desire to be ambitious, so I want to stand out as unique and distinctive, like that four who is an introvert and internalizes things. Or I could be someone like Oprah Winfrey, who is a three, very successful, very ambitious, very image conscious, and uh-huh. so on. But she is like more like the two, that helpful person. It, it seems to me that a lot of what Oprah does uh, is to help other people help themselves. Uh, but she does it from a vantage point where she's getting a lot of things done, you know. Oh, interesting. And, uh, you okay. know, and, and again, I think image and success and all of that is extremely important, and it works well for her. So, you know, if I had to say, well, uh, Oprah's a three with a, you know, kind of like she's ice cream. She's three, and you could be vanilla or chocolate and, you know, or strawberry. And so she's the strawberry, which is a three with a two wing. But that gets into some of the complexity, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure we don't have time well, for Well, Tony, today. let's do this. Let's take a break. Now that we kind of know the three type, gener- general personality type er- or categories, let's come back and then let's just kind of get into what do we do with some of this knowledge and, and, and how do we take it to, to kind of the next level. So we're talking with Dr. Tony. Tony Falakowski uh, from York University, Sheridan College up in the Toronto area. 
Uh, Dr. Tony's just great at this psychology, philosophy background. He's walking through personality types. If you have a question for him about your type, about you, or or what uh, what you might be dealing with when it comes to personality types, give us a call one eight five five chat BYU one eight five five chat BYU. We'd love to hear your question, and uh, you can either just ask that to us, and we'll ask them to him on the air, or uh, you can just ask it over the phone. Give us a break. We'll be back after about two minutes right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Keep your conversations up to date and be ready to talk about the stories everyone will want to hear. Find out what's trending by listening to Talkworthy Monday and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Nominee to be the next director of the CIA, John Brennan, told the Senate confirmation panel today drone strikes are only used as a last resort to save lives when there is no other choice. Brennan also told the panel he personally objected to the use of waterboarding and expressed his concern to colleagues during the Bush administration. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta also had to face the Senate today, testifying on the Benghazi attack last September. Panetta says there was not enough time or information to deploy ground forces to stop the attack on the U.S. Embassy, which killed four Americans. President Obama says he's open to a, quote, big deal on the budget today to help clear up uncertainty about the deficit. The president says he will consider new spending cuts and tax reforms as long as new revenues are also created. House Democrats unveiled a measure today which could make the president's proposed gun control measures a reality. The plan includes assault weapon bans, increased background checks and improvements to mental health care. Thousands of people in Los Angeles have now joined a manhunt to find a former LAPD officer who opened fire on three former co-workers, killing one. The man issued a manifesto of his intentions online and is considered armed and extremely dangerous by authorities. Disgraced cyclist Lance Armstrong was sued today for $12 million by a company that handled awarding prize money for the Tour de France titles Armstrong won. The company claims they were defrauded based on Armstrong's recent admission excuse me, of using banned substances. Schools in Boston and in many other parts of Massachusetts are already closed for tomorrow in preparation of a massive winter storm that could blanket the city and up to two and possibly even three feet of snow. In world news, Iran's highest authority slapped down an offer from Vice President Joe Biden today to have direct talks between the two nations about Iranian nuclear intentions. The offer was denied on the premise that more negotiations will not solve the issue. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking personality types. Do you feel like you understand your own personality type? Uh, We've talked earlier about being an introvert or an extrovert. Or do you feel like you approach the world as a feeler? Does does your image and your identity matter to you? 
Um, or do you tend to see yourself more as a thinker? Do you like to get into your head, maybe escape a little bit? Those, a lot of times, uh, we, we just learned from Dr. Falakowski that, uh, you know, people that tend to be the thinkers might have issues with fear. And then another way to approach life would be the body-based. Those are people that might have ish, more issues with boundaries. Uh, they don't want to be told what to do. And um, so let's go back with Dr. Tony Falakowski. Dr. Tony, this is um, it, the hard thing about this personality type is it's it's very complicated, right? So you've got, I mean, you have three different general categories with, I guess, three, I guess, three uh, categories Some each. Type, yeah, you have, yeah, three categories, and within those categories, you have three types. So, but basically, uh, you're saying there's there's feelers, thinkers, and body based. Feelers exactly. tend to be image-focused, identity-focused. Their image, their identity matters. Thinkers tend to have a little more fear that drives them, I guess. Yes, and they have issues with uh, insecurity and anxiety, uh, you know, either because of external factors or internal factors. And then the body-based tends to be those that don't, they're kind of instinctive, I guess. They don't like boundaries. They don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, and so and the result there is they have uh, issues with either aggression or repression. Uh, yeah. you know, if if it's wrong to 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 be angry, uh, you know, if you if you have inner boundaries and a lot of moralistic uh, prescriptions, you know, going through your head, then it, then it's wrong to be angry and to show that anger. And so uh, so some people's boundaries uh, require them to repress their anger. Uh, and then uh, again, some some body based types that express that anger anger easily and outwardly. And then and then also breaking their own boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of like a catch twenty two, right? They've got the boundaries and they don't handle them very well. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the the one type in in that triad was uh, you know someone who is kind of diffuse uh, insofar as you know they'll go, they'll go along with anybody else's agenda so they you know they don't they're not drawn lines in the sand they're very accommodating yeah. very pleasant people usually uh, but uh, you know they don't they're kind of self-effacing almost too self-effacing and, and really are not very productive as a result it's interesting because if you're sitting here uh, and and some of the listeners might be out there thinking holy cow I'm probably a total feeler but I'm married to a real thinker and so I always want to express and help my partner maybe talk about their feelings, but they're they're always afraid of addressing their feelings, so they always ignore me and get into their head. And I mean, is that what's going on? So we kind of have to start learning who we're living with. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think what uh, what many of us suffer from, and I'm stealing this expression from somebody somewhere. I don't know where I got it from, but I, I liked it a lot. And that is, we suffer from the "be like me" syndrome. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, so if if you're a feeler, let's say uh, you are, you have a certain worldview and a tendency to sort of construct reality in a particular way, and uh, sometimes uh, other people, you know, when you meet them, they construct reality in a different way, and you don't get them. You know, if you've heard people say, "I don't get that yeah. guy," or "I don't get that gal," and you know, what are they thinking? Well, they're probably not thinking what you're thinking or not feeling what you're feeling, and that doesn't make them wrong or no, right. or dysfunctional. Uh, and so it's a you know if you if you avail yourself of this information, uh, then uh, you can actually begin to understand uh, differences in people and understand what makes them tick, and and that probably can contribute a lot to uh, you know more harmonious relationships. Yeah. 
just that one idea that I mean, I, did, I mean, I like in a way I like how complicated it was as you were explaining it, because I bet a lot of listeners were like, what? This is hard. But just to assume that somebody could be coming at you from one of nine different personality angles is really probably very healthy. Oh, yes. And, and I'll tell you, it, I, I, there's a French proverb uh, that, that goes something like this, if I translate it correctly. You know, to understand all is to forgive all. I don't know how much conflict and animosity and, you know, tension and, you know, occurs, you know, between and among people. And it frequently is the case that we just don't understand other people's thinking. Mm-hmm. And if we could do that, you know, we could really improve things a lot. And it is complex. I mean, there there are lots of ways of seeing life. And, uh, and you know, I've been studying this stuff for, you know, decades yeah. now. Uh, it's not something you master, you know, in 10 minutes in an afternoon. No. Uh, but... Uh, uh, you know, if you commit yourself to this study, uh, not only is it fascinating, it's enlightening for uh, for you personally, and it's enlightening insofar as you gain new insights and appreciations, uh, appreciation of other individuals. Yeah. You know, so if you're this go-getting extrovert, and you've never, you know, you've always sort of undervalued the introvert, and then you get to understand what's happening for that introvert and what the world looks like and how they're functioning and operating suddenly there's that newfound appreciation and maybe when they don't show up to that social function it's not because they're a loser right. because they're antisocial they might just need their space yeah they might just yeah need a little time to be in their own head that's right that's great uh, i think that's the neat thing is that it it opens up our heart to have many more um interpretations of what people are doing instead of kind of the fastest one that comes most natural to our type um yes. we have tiffany on the line from wyoming doctor and uh I, I, let's listen to what Tiffany's question is, and maybe you can help her out with that. Okay, good. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hi. Um, How are you? I, I'm i good. Um, I just, um, I was interested in um, the um, things that um, the um, doctor, I, I don't know how to say his name. Sorry. Yeah, Palakowski, um, that's um, all right. Dr. Kowski um, said, and um, I was listening to the fact that I was kind of I was kind of categorizing myself uh, maybe that I was an introvert. Um, I don't know really if I have a question. I just um, I was I was I was really interested in what um, he had to say about um, all the different personality types. Um, I uh, uh, I guess I have um, kind of a um, a person that I, I'm I'm trying to get along with in relationships and I. Um, I try, I'm trying to figure out um, how uh, I fit into everything to figure out myself, I guess, so mm-hmm. I know how to interact with that person, I guess. Tiffany, do you, feel like you're, do you feel like you're kind of more of the feeler that's kind of the helper, that's worried about a little bit about image but helper? Do you feel like you're more of the thinker? that you kind of get in your head and you, you think a lot about what's going on? Do you tend to operate a little bit more from fear instead of trying um, to I maybe think, look good? I think I'm a thinker. I think I'm a thinker. Are you? And I think, I, and I think that uh, uh, because I I have a lot of anxiety. I'm very shy. I was very shy uh, when I was in um, um, in high school. I uh, I And when I get out in social, um, I'm not the first one to come up and, tell a big joke or like make a scene yeah yeah so so so, and and maybe just tell us a little bit who you're dating or who's this uh, person you're trying to deal with um well 
um, he's he's also uh, very shy, uh, um, and he uh, um, he I don't know he he just uh, is uh, a, a good guy. He actually um, has a um, a a title in um, for Special Olympics for uh, being the number one track runner wow. in the world I, and I um, that's pretty big I talked to him yeah over the phone and stuff um, he uh, I guess what, what clashes with us um, is is just uh, that um, he's maybe a little bit more social and uh, more of the the the, the um, caring person and likes to do stuff for people and uh, um, he uh, is very um uh i don't know so let's let's have the good doctor uh see see if he can help you out here a little bit so dr tony what do you think about this well you know without knowing the people uh, sort of in greater detail of course i'm 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 guessing a little bit but let's say uh it sounds like uh if i if i heard tiffany correctly that uh, they're both introverts, uh, yeah. at least they share that in common. Now, that can be a good thing or that can be challenging. Uh, on the one hand, if, if both, uh, both Tiffany and her friend are introverts, then uh, they, under, they understand uh, intuitively each other's needs for privacy and time and space. Right. So, so that's the good side. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now the bad side is if nobody uh, you know, <laughs> takes it upon themselves to initiate the call, uh, yeah. initiate the getting together and so on, uh, you know, people can start misreading signals. Well, you didn't call me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's kind of a tendency, let's say, for an introvert uh, sometimes to sit back and wait for others to come to them. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, if both people are introverts and no one's initiating that contact, then there may be not as much contact as one might like. Right. Uh, so, so that so that could be an issue. Uh, now, as far as the the thinking and, and feeling part. You know, I, I don't think that, you know, any sort of general statements can make. Tiffany said she thinks she's a thinking type, whereas mm-hmm. her friend is probably a feeling type. You know, th- this can be complementary, it, and it, it can be a source of conflict. For instance, feelings don't always make sense. Uh, right. And, and if you're applying logic to non, I didn't say irrational, but non-rational feelings, yeah. and, and you're trying to analyze somebody's feelings, and you're analyzing their feelings from your psychological worldview, you're probably projecting things inappropriately, and you're probably doing some sort of existential violence to what's going on with the other person. So it's extremely important to be sensitive. Uh, On the other hand, uh, you know, a a feeling-type person might might see the thinker as kind of cold and callous, and, and if they're introverted to begin with, then they're withdrawn and perhaps distant. Now that might be a little bit more understandable, but uh, I, I think you know thinkers and feelers often misunderstand one another. Thinking on the one, the thinker might think that the feeler is you know flaky and right. you know uh, histrionic and so on, whereas the feeling individual, uh, you know, gets the, you know has the has the feeling, so to speak, that the other individual is cold and callous and uncaring, and and that could be the furthest thing from the truth. A lot of thinkers. Uh, you know, are extremely uh, feeling people, but you know, it's it's in their private moments when they're away that they're they're having the most intense feeling, and, and they're not exhibiting those feelings uh, socially or publicly. I I think I think that's I think that's 
the key to this, really. And I so appreciate Tiffany's call, um, and I appreciate that answer. I mean, there's really it's hard for you to know without really knowing them in depth. But um, it seems like the greatest thing that you offer when you understand these personality traits in yourself and others is you just offer yourself more, um, just a wider range of tools to understand where we are today. And so instead of being limited and having to see somebody with just such a myopic view that they're either good or bad, you know, nice or mean, um, they, they also might just be a thinker and they're just approaching this conversation slowly or differently than I would, or they're a feeler and the image is really important to them. You know, I mean, it's, it just it gives so many more tools. And as just as a, as a person that works with couples struggling every day, to have other language, other th- personality differences or traits to be able to hold up there, it seems like a very, um, it seems like just such a necessary tool set that, that very few people know about. Yeah, you know, and I've heard, I've heard some people talk about these Enneagram types and say that, well, you are your personality type, and it's as if you're a specialist in your type. Yeah, right. And, and you're not going to get rid of your personality type once it's formed. You know, once it's formed, so you can you can expand it and uh, and so forth. But your type is your type. But as you point out, once you once you learn about all these other personality types, you see how you can expand it. So if you're a thinking type and you are one of these introverted, thinking, withdrawn individuals. Uh, you can look at that feeling type, that image type, that too, that helper, mm-hmm. and and you can see you know the love, the compassion, the sacrifice uh, that uh, that they offer the world, and and you know you can sit there and uh, you know as a thinking withdrawn type, observe that, be touched by that, moved by that, and incorporate some of that person as as part of yourself. So I like become that. teachers and learners to one another, or. You know, if if you're someone who's kind of laid back, uh, you know, I was talking about that body-based type, that person who's in the woods and, you know, kind of suffering from inertia or whatever. Right. That individual can look at uh, what's the three, that feeling type that's very productive, the Oprah Winfrey type, and, you know, rather than feel defensive about it or, you know, wish I were more like her, you can't be someone other than who you are, but I, I think you can, you know, witness in other people uh, you know their productivity, their energy. Uh, you can you can value uh, individuals individuals for their talents and their gifts, and know that yours are different. And you know you can cultivate yours. You don't need to feel insecure vis-a-vis theirs. Yeah. And in fact, you can kind of borrow from them. So you can borrow from all the other types and integrate and internalize them as part of your own personality. So, like you know, we were talking earlier. You can. You know, learn how to extrovert if you're an introvert, right. and you can you can be good at it. But it's not like you've sold yourself out, or you're being inauthentic, or uh, you're guilty of some kind of existential bad faith trying to be somebody you're not. You know, it's a role. You you it, you know, it's something you have to do, perhaps professionally or otherwise. But you know who you really are deep down. But you can't you can access that extroverted part of yourself. Yeah. It is there. Uh, it's just it's not entirely you, and it's not where you're most comfortable. But you can do it, and you value it, and you respect it, and you see it in others, and you applaud it when you see it in those others. I think that's so powerful because you're not determined to be that way. You get to determine it by by seeing it, understanding it, guiding it. You can even in, you know integrate other 
other personality traits into your life. I, yeah, I, I, that's power. Absolutely. You know, it's, I think it's a wonderful thing to, you know, if you have uh, people around, sort of the personality wheel or the Enneagram, uh, you know, if you could identify people in your life or celebrities or, you know, just individuals you admire. Yeah. And uh, you can kind of, you know, that would help you to remember the types, number one. But number two, what is it about those individuals that you admire? And when you try to emulate those individuals and you, you, you practice that emulation over and over and over again, you know, after a while it becomes part of you. And, and when you're really healthy, psychologically speaking, uh, your personality is not very obvious to other people because it seems like you have many traits that all seem contradictory and inconsistent mm-hmm. and they're not it's just you're not fixated by your own limited personality right it, it, you've gone past that you're out of the box at that point you're out of the box yeah you, once you're noticing the box you're you're out of it now or at least right. knowing how to get out of it uh, appreciate it. Dr. Tony Falakowski. Good stuff, Tony. And we're going to have to have you back on to figure out more of this personality stuff. I'd love to be back. You're the best. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show uh, talking about personality traits. What uh, What have you learned? Be thinking about that. Your key learning for the day. Uh, we'll come back and uh, talk to the team right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. For regular updates on BYU Radio programming, follow BYU Radio on Twitter. Just search for BYU Radio, hit follow, and enjoy our tweets on news, live updates on shows, and much more. Talk about good. I'm Rod Gustafson, and today we look at an Oscar-nominated film that's rated restricted in the U.S. The inclusion of drug and alcohol abuse, language, female nudity, and intense action will be enough to have most parents soar right past flight as a family viewing option. However, Denzel Washington does put in an award-worthy performance as a pilot who pulls off an heroic feat only to have his drug and alcohol addictions uncovered during an investigation. The NTSB GO team also collects blood, uh, hair, and skin samples. An initial report shows that you had alcohol in your system. This toxicology report states that you were drunk. And if it is proven that your intoxication was the cause of the death of the four passengers, now we're going to look at four counts of manslaughter. Despite being a hero, he is forced to face the truth about himself. While the movie seemingly doesn't condone this kind of behavior among airline professionals, it unfortunately risks taking viewers down a runway paved mostly with good intentions. Get all the details at parentpreviews.com. Welcome back, my friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. As we wrap up the show, our own Bryce Tobin has his own personality test that he wants to test out on everyone. So while you're listening, think about how accurately this describes you and the people you know. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. I'm sure at some point or another, we've all been exposed to a personality test. I've taken a few of them. They've all been wrong, especially the ones that try to connect your personality with the type of job you'd be best at. I got an electrician once. So wrong. 
My experience with static electricity has made it clear that electricity will show up when you least expect it, and it will be painful. So, as an equally unreliable personality test, I have one here that reveals what your car color says about you. Now, you may be thinking, I chose the car, not the car color. But as we've all learned from the outdated and invalid Freudian psychology, you do things you can't control for reasons that you can't understand or even be aware of. So, let's say you drive a red car. This means that you're outgoing and you have high energy. You like an exciting lifestyle. Or maybe you really just like traffic tickets. Just ask my Uncle Terry. He only buys red cars, and you'd be surprised how many times he gets pulled over for the silliest of things. What if you have a light blue car? This means that you're probably really calm, quiet, a chilled out person. I mean, why else would you pick a car that's the color of things we give to baby boys? Or, you know, the color of the sky. So, what I'm really saying is, you just don't care about stuff. But not in like an easygoing sort of way, more like in an ambivalent sort of way. Or let's say you have a green car. Green is interesting because different greens mean very different things. A dark green means you're a good person, because green is in fact the best of all the colors. But a light or lime green? That means you're a 16-year-old girl, because those are the only people that will voluntarily drive one of these cars in public. Don't skew that into thinking it means you're young at heart. Young and immature are two very different words. If you have a gold car, that means you're old. Now, you may be thinking, hey, now that's not a personality trait, but come on, are you really going to stick to that theory? Really? According to this test, if you have a white car, that means you're practical, serious, pragmatic. I would like to point out that my vehicle is white, and the assigning of these traits is utterly inaccurate. The only consistent personality trait shared among those who drive white cars is they wanted a car that would never ever look clean. And while we're talking about cleanliness, those of you that drive brown or tan cars have personalities that are timeless, down to earth, and can appreciate simplicity. But as someone who drove a brown car, I can say that this is also inaccurate. People with brown cars are lazy, because they wanted a car that they would never be obligated to clean. So what is it that we wash off cars? Dirt. What color is dirt? Brown. So when you got your car, you decided, let's make it the color of dirt so when dirt gets on it, we won't have to do anything about it. If you chose a silver car, it means you can't make decisions. They asked you what color, and you said, silver? You know, the color of metal? It's that material that your car's made out of. See what I mean? You really didn't make a decision at all. So my friends, personality tests are easy. You don't need science, you just need colors and overgeneralizations. Alright, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Wow, that is a great little philosophy you've got there. Isn't science easy? It's really easy. Now, you didn't do black. Well... Which is the the color I drive, and Skyboy. Well... Black is... Well, Skyboy's bike is black. His bike is black. I'm not allowed to drive yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no license. Someday you'll Someday. get your license. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I was reading stuff black about it. Black is hot. It means you have a hot personality. That's... Nope. That's not what the... means you're the, amazing no. studly. Uh, no, it actually it actually means that you kind of have a, a dark side. You have a, a, a side of your personality that you... Yeah. That's... Anyway, when I was reading it, totally and my true. first thought was, oh, yeah. so... Multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Like that's really, that's actually kind of serious. And well, yeah. like, it's, that's not, you should totally, probably go you to nailed doctor. it. That's totally it. <laughs> what if it's like a blue, what if, what if you drive a car that is blue and you drive, you've driven like 50,000 miles in one year? So what you're saying is, blue is a fantastic <laughs> color. Actually, I know somebody to bone, bone to pick with you though. I just talked to him next oh, door, the guy yeah. at the other station, Mark Waite, just bought a brand new Mustang, light green, yeah, wild green, and he's you were a teenage saying, girl, and what apparently. were you saying was light green? I was, I was saying that it's kind of an embarrassing color sometimes. Well, I just told him that you said that, and he says you're wrong. Well, well, he's not in the studio, so... This is getting ugly. I knew this would happen. Well, that's interesting. I think it's a nice philosophy. Isn't it convenient and easy? It was. Unfounded, but, you know, whatever. Totally unfounded. Just ignore that part. Well, but it's fun because now you can judge everyone.
Exactly. Right. When you're waiting in traffic, there you go. Like, judgment oh, judgment all around. Car. What kind of brown? Look how dirty that brown car was. It just always looks dirty. It's always dirty, even when it's not. But that's the color of dirt. Hmm. That's why I drive a black car, and I wash it every second month, every other month. <laughs> I started washing my car once a week. Even if it doesn't need it, I wash it every other oh, month. Man. That's mm. a lot. That's a lot. Is that more than you do? Yes. That's sad. Maybe. You guys don't wash it uh, every Monday? No. <laughs> On your way to work? Monday is wash day for your car. Well, it's, you know, you just get in the car and you go, oh, I can't be seen in this is car. I saw, you, I saw you in a swimsuit with a towel around your neck. Were you going to wash your car? <laughs> I'm not, no, 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 no. Don't You're going swimming. That way. That's okay. swimming. Good times, folks. Well, there's the show. So uh, personality traits. You know, they're great things, right? Uh, Again, we don't want to use them to be determined. I don't believe in determinism, which means you have to be a certain way because you've got those traits. As we learned today, we use these traits. We use these ideas to be able to understand each other better. We understand ourselves better. But in the end, it's your choice. It's your agency that gets to make the difference. There's a great quote. We'll wrap the whole show up called, uh, this says, the past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. I'm going to say the same is true about your personality type. It is a place of reference. It's just a reference to who you are. It's not a place of residence, meaning just because you're an introvert or an extrovert doesn't mean you can't change a little bit, doesn't mean you can't understand it. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun and ideas right here on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.